0: Welcome back to the Triple Threat. Now, back to Joe, H, and Eric from the Archview Flooring Studios on the all-new 590 The Fan, 105.7 HD2FM, and InsideSTL.com. 304, hour number
1: two of the uh, Triple Threat on the all-new 590 The Fan. Joe Roderick, Howard Balzer, Eric Messersmith with you until 4 o'clock from St. Louis Workout. That's where you can find us today helping out with Village Green's holiday harvest, benefiting the Ronald McDonald House. Howard, a big day of football on Thursday. You won't be home to watch it on your TV from Love TV, but that doesn't mean that others can't uh, head on over to Love and find themselves a new TV for the games. Yeah,
2: you, you could do that uh, if you want to do it quick in time for Thursday. And, of course, they do have a closeout on San- on Sony's. They have a handful of those left right now at Love TV Sales and Service, located at 12302 Natural Bridge in Bridgeton. And it's very easy to get to. It's about, maybe about a quarter of a mile on Natural Bridge from St. Charles Rock Road right near the intersection of St. Charles Rock Road and 270. So very convenient and head on over there and if you want to do it quickly in time for Thursday you can do it. If you want to wait until Saturday, obviously you'll miss Thanksgiving but still a lot of big games coming up. Saturday, instead of doing a Black Friday event at Love TV, they're doing they're being they're participating in Small Business Saturday which is kind of an ongoing promotion that a lot of small businesses have, and just say, hey, shop small. There's a lot of advantages to shopping small, especially when it comes to customer service and getting the information you need to make the right choice when you buy that piece of electronic equipment, whether it's a TV, whether it's a Blu-ray, whether it's digital antennas, whatever it is, they can take care of all of it at Love TV Sales and Service. and Just a couple of things they've got going on Saturday. 50% off professional installation of anything you buy. Uh, They can do the installation of the TV, TV, home theater, and audio. Uh, They uh, have a 43-inch and a 49-inch smart LED HD TV, the 43, starting at $299, 49-inch, $399, starting at $399. And that's the thing about it. Don't think that just because it's a small business that it's going to be a lot more expensive. It's not. They are competitive, I guarantee you, with the big box stores. They also have free furniture assembly. So a lot of reasons to shop lovetv.com. By the way, that's the name of their website, shoplovetv.com. So go on there, learn about Small Business Saturday, learn about all the other things they have going on, and just try it. I guarantee you, you'll be a customer for life. And they have a lot of customers uh, for life, and they're doing something now with, with existing customers who haven't been there in a while. They'll make you a better deal, depending on the longest it's been since you've been there. And they've got the records going back a long time. So ShopLe- shoplovetv.com, their phone number, 314-739-0007. and i'll also mention to you the special they have going on now a twenty dollar screen cleaner that'll clean your tv screen clean your computer screen really really good cleaner it's 20 bucks normally 590 special you can get it for 590 if you mention uh, where you heard uh, me talk about it so again it's love tv sales and service in bridgeton
1: time now for three things a little game of what if, gorgeous and brilliant, the triple threat, <laughs> and we're off. It's time for three things from
0: the guys from Triple Threat. One, one, one. All right, H. NFL kickers had themselves a rough weekend. What have you got about that?
2: Well, you know, I, I wanted to do a little follow up on yesterday because I know we talked about it uh, a bit yesterday, and I know Rock, you had the stat that Mark Dominic mentioned. On ESPN, I think, what did you say, that on 32- and 33-yard field goals, it was something like 44 for 45? Yeah, I think that's uh, I believe right. that was the number. So I, I, I went in and, and researched it and found out that is exactly right. And how about this? I also researched 34-yard field goals. On 32, is 16 for 16 so far this season. 33 is 28 for 29. The one miss, not surprisingly, Roberto Aguayo, of the Buccaneers, <laughs> who's also missed two extra points. How about this? 34-yard field goals. It's 19 for 19. So in that short area there that is very similar to the extra point, kickers are 62 for 63. I think it's fair to say, though, that that's a little bit small sample size. On Because here's the thing. Overall, the extra points, even with this weekend, where there were 12 missed extra points on Sunday – the percentage made is right around what it was all last season. Last season, it was 94.2%, which is where they believed it would be on extra points. This year so far, it's 93.6. So very small difference in the two years. And when I mention small sample size, I wonder what those 33 and 32 and 34-yard field goals would be if there had been... So far this year, 749 attempts. Right. That's how many extra points there have been attempted. 749.
0: Versus, versus 45, 32, and 33 yarders. So yeah, you see exactly. the difference. And the percentages differ, aren't that different. It's 94% for extra points. It's probably what? 98% for field goals. On the field well,
2: it's probably a little up. 44 for 45 is probably very, very high 90s. But again, 749, there's. There's more chance for for faux pas, obviously, when you have more kicks. So there's been 48 missed. Last season there were 71. We'll see what happens the rest of the year, see how close they get to that 71. But still, 749 kicks is an awful lot. Rock? Two. Two. Two.
0: Eric, it would seem that Charlie Strong's prospects at Texas are looking rather (laughs) weak. Yeah, there's been some reports That's he's going to get fired. Um, can we can we <laughs> get the bell for that, Rock?
1: <laughs> you want to boo me, and you're going to make a strong <laughs> Charlie Strong weak joke. That wasn't that. No, joke,
0: get it. It's a strength
1: joke. Oh.
0: Anyway, so Charlie Strong had a press conference yesterday, where all of the players attended, and there's. It's a weird situation, right, because it's reports are he's going to be fired, but he hasn't officially been fired. they got a game this week against TCU. If they win, they could make a bowl game. And I've heard a lot of talk, as we seem to always do with anything in America, about race. Charlie Strong's black. Therefore, he's being hung out to dry by a racist university with racist donors in the Bible Belt. I won't – look, are there some people affiliated with the University of Texas who may or may not be racist? I can't say that. I'll just say this. Les Miles is a white dude who had a lot more success at LSU than Charlie Strong has ever had at Texas, and he was hung out to dry last year before a game. When reports came out that they were going to fire him, they kept him and then fired him two games into the year. The, the bottom line with Charlie Strong is he didn't do the job. Yes, was Texas in not great shape when Mack Brown left? Absolutely. Absolutely. They were they weren't a dumpster fire but they had fallen off from their previous highs which is why Mac Brown got pushed out. Here's Charlie Strong's 3-year record. 6 and 7, 5 and 7, 5 and 6, 16 and 20 overall and a loss to freaking Kansas yeah. who has not beaten an FCS team, had not beaten an FCS team in 2 years up until they beat Texas last week. There are about 10 or 15 programs in America and Texas is clearly one that have the advantages of history, resources, recruiting base that if you have the right coach you will win and win quickly. And Texas is one of those Charlie Strong's in his third year. Nick Saban in his here are his records his first 3 years at Alabama. 7 and 6, 12 and 2, 14 and 0 BCS championship. Here's Pete Carroll's first 3 years at USC. 6 and 6, 11 and 2 orange bowl win, 12 and 1 orange bowl win. Urban Meyer at Florida first 3 years, 9 and 3, 13 and 1 BCS championship, 9 and 4. First 3 years for Urban Meyer at Ohio State, 12 and 0. 12 and 2, 14 and 1 college football playoff championship. Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, first two years, 10-3, and 10-1. You get the point. If you have the right coach at the right university, it mm-hmm. don't take four or five years. No. You win right away. So could Charlie Strong eventually do it at Texas? Yeah, maybe. But don't give me this. It, they're racist because they're pushing him out. Th- there may be racist people, but pushing him out is totally justified whether he were black, white, orange, or purple. He hasn't won at a school that has... Every advantage, recruiting base in the state, the history, the resources, uh, their own freaking TV network.
2: I I will agree with your last point. I don't think it's racist. I will say, though, that it was pretty bad when he got there, and he did did probably more in trying to change uh, so many things immediately than most coaches would or would have to do. And that certainly set it back a little bit. So the question is, can you turn that around in three years sure you could if everything just falls right and you get all these excellent players but with what he had and then what he had he, he felt what he needed going forward I think I think that hurt him but again you, you never know what's going to happen we'll you know we'll see and, and I think what the way the players have reacted those who have hung with him it, it kind of shows you that this guy has something on the ball but You know, they'll probably make a change, and who knows what happens next. But I I think it's hard to compare to other situations because of what he faced when he went in and what he decided to do to try to make it better.
1: Rock. Three. Three. Three.
0: All right, Joe, there are some shenanigans and a little bit of controversy occurring on the freak side of the Mississippi River. What's going on in Illinois high school football? Wow.
1: Well, I should start off by saying congratulations to East St. Louis. We know for a fact that they are in the state championships this weekend. I don't know if it's 7A or 8A. I'm not sure how big. Uh, I, I want to say that would be. They'd be 8A. I would, wow, there's I would a think. lot of
0: classifications in Illinois. There's
1: only eight. Eight's the, uh, eight's the highest they go in in Illinois. Uh, but Missouri's they, got what, four? Six. Six seven A. Uh, East St. Louis, uh, East Side's in 7A. And uh, we know that they will be playing for the championship this weekend up in Champaign. Right now, we're not 100 percent sure who they will be playing. H I know is that? that. Well, you see, Plainfield North played Fenwick this past weekend in the 7-A semifinals. With four seconds left in the game, Fenwick led 10 to seven. It was fourth down. They had the ball in their own 15-yard line. Quarterback for the Fenwick Friars Dropped back, launched the ball High in the air as far as he could To run out the final four Seconds on the clock The referees threw a flag for intentional Grounding (laughs) That's fine That was a penalty, it was intentional Grounding, but The referees then decided To give Plainfield North the ball For one untimed Down at the end uh, With no. From the I guess it was about the 1-yard line can't, after the 15-yard penalty can't do that, right? was assessed. Plainfield North kicked a field goal
0: and tied the, the game. Wow.
1: Went into overtime, Fenwick scored a touchdown, kicked the extra point in overtime, Plainfield North scored a touchdown, went for 2, converted it to go up 18 to 7, thus giving the win to Plainfield North. 18 18 17. Later that night, the official issued a statement expressing his sincerest apologies to Coach Gene Nudo and his players and coaching staff. Oh, Gene Nudo. As well as I know the him. entire Fenwick administration and community, saying that there was no doubt the crew assigned to officiate the contra- a contest by the IHSA. They should have it. known the rule, and they were forthcoming about the air because... The National Federation of High School Rules states that a loss of down penalty, such as intentional grounding, that occurs when time expires shall not lead to an untimed down. Right. Well, isn't so, it true, though? Isn't only true? defensive penalties. Yeah. Well, yes. but,
2: but they're saying that's this is even – they're not saying –
1: They're saying it's wrong. They are admitting No, they screwed to their up mistake. badly. Yes, they're admitting this to happened their mistake, in. A, but, but this but
2: happened, happened, but it doesn't matter about the loss of down though. There's, it should be unless there's a different rule in high school that you can continue the game untimed if there's an offensive penalty.
1: Not in Illinois. No. So well, you, not well, in, not well, in well then the fact
2: South that Federation, it was a loss of yeah. downs shouldn't matter. Right.
0: It's a loophole in the role if you think about it. And this came up in
2: in Yeah, where was that? It was a
0: college game this year. It was yeah. the wasn't it the Western Michigan and uh, Might have been. Wisconsin yeah. game? There, or there, not there, not Wisconsin. A, the so, officials
2: made a mistake at the end Central of the Central
0: Michigan was playing somebody and I think so basically what happens is it's a way that the offense can end the game. If you have fourth down and you and there's only a few seconds left and you don't want to punt You can just drop back, have your quarterback run as far as he needs to, and just throw the ball up in the air and let the clock run out. It's intentional grounding, but who cares? The game's over. Central Michigan, Oklahoma State. It should be at least. uh, That's the game. Central Michigan, Oklahoma State. In fact, uh, Gundy said the other day that he thinks Oklahoma State only has one loss. He doesn't consider that a loss because the refs blew the call.
1: Tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. in a Cook County court, Judge (laughs) Kathleen Kennedy – (laughs) will hear the case and make her decision as to who will play East St. Louis this weekend in Champaign. Fenwick has already released a statement. I saw, I got to find the plane, because I read earlier, I read this earlier, the Plainfield North um, statement, and it's so strange because they are basically saying, yeah, we know it was wrong. But, hey, we won. They gave us the win. So You
2: know what? They, 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 I'll, I'll say this. They will not be honored at the Musial Awards uh, next year for, uh, for, for sportsmanship because there was one of the stories this year of, of a kid who was to face a player who died in wrestling, who died during the tournament, and he had faced him before in the heavyweight division, and he collapsed on the mat. oh my God, and, and died. and so when he came up to the final of the match,
1: he laid on the mat and the, he put the, the, dead the, horse the kid on top no no, of no the oh, kid okay. obviously he, he, he could, gosh, you're horrible he, he couldn't
2: participate so he forfeited well the kid who was to, was to wrestle him yeah. also forfeited. He forfeited the championship and would not accept it. That, then, would, make
1: a, that would make a good <laughs> commercial, like you know that one commercial that they run. Could you imagine <laughs> at the Musial Awards next year
0: they do the story and on the video uh, they have him dragging the this the morbid conversation. That would be weak. Joe say, Joe really saved his best for last, man. That no, was,
1: there's that one commercial where like the high school and the kids are playing basketball. And they go into, like, a timeout at the end of the game, and the kid goes into the huddle and goes, Coach, I touched the ball. Coach, I touched it. And he's like, go, go tell the referee. Yes. That would never happen.
2: I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. there was one, and I know we're getting off the subject here, but it just reminds me of some of the Musial Award stuff. There was one that two years ago I actually sent the Sports Commission a story I had seen in high school in the Boston area where there was a track meet, and this high school had one that won the state championship in track. And the coach, the next day, was going over the scoring, and he discovered that one of the races was scored wrong and that his kids should have been in third place instead of first. And he turned it in. He called up and said, we shouldn't have won. And they gave the championship to the team that should have won it, and they gave him a sportsmanship award. So this would be a great move by the team that really won to say no that, that we shouldn't have won. Didn't the coach say anything? So, what didn't the, co- by didn't, the way, uh, didn't the coach of the team that was that I, got it, that got messed, got screwed? Didn't he realize and tell the officials? No, the game should be over. I wonder about that
1: um plainfield north did release a statement they said we understand fenwick's position however plainfield north won the game in overtime and we are preparing for the state championship game on saturday against east st louis so they
0: took the the team that lost took it to court yes to try to get a court to overturn the result of a football that
1: it is a once in a lifetime opportunity to play in state and this is something that can have a positive effect on the entire community When's the rolling they, expected? They should have won the game. 9 a.m. They okay. should
2: have won the game. I think, the, to me, it should never go to court. The Illinois State Athletic Association, whatever it is, they should step in and say, no, this was wrong. They did something strategically to end the game and did it right, and the officials screwed it up, and the game went on, and they, it should just be yeah, as if it didn't. That, you know, it's just like in baseball. If the, you can protest a game. And there's rules about it. And if they find out that the officials, that an umpire made the wrong call... Yeah, but it never happens. Oh, once in a while it does. They're, they're, well, because most of the officials know the rules. But if you get a rule wrong, and, and then... Do that, and someone protests. They'll go back to that point in the game and play it from there. Yeah, you're right. It Hardly ever happens because the officials, because the umpires know the rules. But you have the ability to protest, and that's what this should have been. This should be a protest, and the and the state athletic association say you are right. You are the winners. It shouldn't have to go to court. I'm well, the highlight of this segment, though, is the the dead corpse. I can't get that thought out of my mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you said well, that, that the kid just lay there, and they <laughs>
1: pulled the dead corpse out on top of him.
2: I think he'd still lose the match. What would be the difference?
1: <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll follow this again. 9 a.m. tomorrow is uh, when you know, – Hoff told me earlier Frank was talking about this earlier as well, so I imagine that it will be uh, brought up tomorrow on the uh, on the station. We need to take a break, though. When we come back, Skip Weber is jumping on with us. We have the H-Bomb on a Tuesday. Uh, so, Right after we found out how we did yesterday, and it's a uh, quick turnaround for this week's H-bomb right here on the triple (laughs) threats.